Hello, and welcome to Veins of Gold, Finding God's Treasure in a Dirt-Covered World. This is a podcast from Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. Now, let's join Pastor Ryan Christopher as he digs into this week's program. Well, folks, I got to tell you, it is a crazy, crazy America right now. But you know what? Hey, hey, before I get started, there are a lot of things I got to talk about that kind of rough and hard today. Um, but I do, I, I do want to say this. I do want to say this. Um, it is absolutely necessary that somehow, in the midst of all of the chaos that's happening around us, that we realize just um, the amount of good things that are out there. Okay, so. Let's let's start with this bad stuff. Let's start with this bad stuff. Uh, first of all, we have gone through the past few months of COVID and and uh, realizing that uh, that that a lot has gone on with the enemy through all of this. A lot of fear, a lot of uh, heartache. There have been people who have lost loved ones, and there have been people who um, who have been very sick through all of this. But uh, the response from uh, the response from health uh, officials and and uh, health organizations all around the world were it was. It was far too extreme and uh, and put a damper on an awful lot of things, including, uh, you know, the, the least important probably is the U.S. economy. But at the same time, you know, there are people who lost their jobs, which is extremely important. People who uh, lost businesses, which is extremely important. People who are uh, turning to uh, uh, turning to all sorts of things other than God. And what I want to do is say this, you know, the opportunity this Sunday night, I'll be preaching a sermon uh, entitled Keep Plowing, Keep Plowing. And I want people to know and to uh, and to understand that it is time we are ripe. We are ripe for the harvest and uh, that it would be next the following Sunday's uh, sermon. We are ripe for the harvest. And what I mean by that is look at how many people, how many people are suffering through all of this. Uh, cities are burning down. Uh, the, the major cities in the U S uh, rioters are running around and busting things and burning things down. And, uh, we have, uh, we have an awful lot going on. We have, uh, people who are pitting each other against, against one another. We have, we have, uh, uh, politicians who are playing games. Um, we should be, uh, we should be doing something about the rioting. I mean, that's just unfortunate in a world like ours, uh, you know, following a world like ours, there comes a point where it is time to put a stop to the destruction. Uh, Our country is built on peaceably assembling for the redress of grievances. And yet we are uh, yet we are rioting and busting things and burning things down. It is um, 2020 and we are having one of the worst years ever, it seems. But what I want to tell you is this. Think about this for a moment. Um, the enemy would like us to believe, would like us to believe that the end of the world is here um, because of all of this. Well, we know the left is going to do all they can to destroy America. We know all of those things, but I'm still able to, as of as of today, now we don't know what next Tuesday holds, uh, but as of today, we know that we have opportunity in America. That I that this is not the majority of either side of anybody that's up there doing this rioting. These are people out of control, um, and you know it doesn't represent uh, an entire group of people. 
And we need to uh, understand that, but it still needs to be stopped. Uh, but, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I, that is so important for us to keep in mind that we are going to be joyful because I ha- still have so much to be thankful for. And you still have so much to be thankful for. I can't tell you how many times in a sermon I'll get started with all of the things that I am so thankful for uh, in my life. And still today, I'm thankful for my children are healthy. Uh, we're expecting our our first. Uh, we're expecting our first grandchild. We're we're um, so excited about that. Uh, we are we are so blessed. Our children our children are healthy, and they they love the Lord, and they have gone through their own physical challenges. I mean, we look look. We are excited in the midst of the fact that our daughter in law, you know, uh, you know, had an accident a couple of weeks ago, and is going to have to have surgery. You know, with a with a child in the womb, you say, well, that's awful. That's awful. No, 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 no. We, we are so thankful that we have the technology and the doctors to take care of the surgery and that, that little willow inside of uh, Shelby's uh, belly is going to be uh, going to be so she's going to be fine. She's good and, and everything's good. So blessed that though my youngest son has Crohn's disease that he have found that God has uh, provided a medicine that is allowing him to live, a, allowing him to live a, a good life and allowing him to live a life that uh, where he can function and enjoy himself and, and, and love what he does um, and uh, has provided so many opportunities for him uh, for my oldest son, just uh, incredible, uh, just walk with the Lord and, and also his, his uh, work ethic. My daughter who is teaching in a private school and just uh, enjoying uh, every moment of that and about to get into a home. God has blessed me. So I woke up this morning, was able to put my feet on carpeted floors and, and go into a, a bathroom that was, uh, you know, in a home that was cooled by the air conditioner. And I got running water. If you've ever been overseas and couldn't, uh, couldn't drink the water here, you know, I could drink the water. I could, I could, uh, I brushed my teeth. I ate a little something for breakfast. Um, you know, and, and had clothes to wear. I got to choose which clothes I was going to put on, and and uh, every all the doors had doorknobs, and we were we were. I was able to go in and out of doors and lock doors and secure the home and uh, get into a vehicle. And so, Ryan, well, that vehicle's older. It doesn't matter, folks. Let me tell you something. We have vehicles to drive and and places to go and jobs to go to and and uh, and and money to make to buy some of the things that you want and most of the things. That that you need and and uh you know and and so it's just it, it goes on and on and on you can list it and list it and list it and list it and list it folks and the bottom line is always going to be this that that uh you you have to give god thanks and glory for all he has provided for us and be thankful in the midst of it and joyful it is a hard thing as a pastor because i want to preach against all that is happening in this world today, and I want to, I want to, uh, I want to just st- stress in just a minute about what needs to be done about about that, you know, about those things. Um, we are just in a in a situation where we're going to have to get on our knees and ask God to forgive us, forgive us of what we have been, forgive us for of what we have been doing, and not not functioning the way he would want us to function as a, as a true body of Christ. We ought to be uh, just, just the other day, I talked to a buddy of mine. I said, you know what? I said, I drive through Upson County every day and driving through Upson County every day. I have yet to see one 
uh, a billboard with a gospel message on it. Sure, there are churches who advertise, but with a gospel message on it. And I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not bashing anybody because it's expensive to put some of this stuff up. It really is. Um, but, you know, there are buildings going up and there are churches who are growing in tremendous and incredible fashion. And uh, we need to, you know what we need to do? We need to have a billboard in Upson County that has the gospel on it. We don't have to do any, you know, archaic language or anything like that. We just tell them about how to be saved. Um, and, and, you know, I know that's one little thing, but what I'm saying is, is the church doing what it can? Because when the enemy is attacking like he is in this world today, and our flesh is attacking like it is in the world today, that is a true sign that, that we need to get Jesus out there more, not social gospel. That's all well and good. You can work on those things. You can work on areas of this world that need to be worked on and take a a, a tangible, uh, you know, in a tangible way. You can work on those things, but that's not what's going to save this world. What's going to save this world is Jesus. We, if we give them Jesus, all these other things will work themselves out. All these other things will work themselves out. All these other troubles and pains and, you know, and all of those things. There's still going to be, you know, people that disagree. There's still going to be an enemy that's fighting. The enemy, the enemy is not going to stop, folks. You've got to keep a smile on your face and keep rock and rolling. Your smile is not there because you, you're happy about what's going on in the world. Your smile is there because you know that Jesus is going to get through to these people if we will take Jesus to them. If we will introduce them to Jesus, if we will have revival, no matter who comes against us, if we will have church and revival and all those things, no matter what happens in this world, that we give them Jesus. That is absolutely necessary, absolutely necessary to change what's going on today. Okay, so so here it is. You have riots going on all around the world. I mean, honestly, there are riots in London and Germany over this. And all it is is socialists who are, who are trying to destroy everything. But I say this, all it is. It's the enemy. It's the enemy coming against uh, everything that's true and real and good. And so what we have to do is we have to fight on our knees, get on our knees and pray to God that he will that he will help us. In fact, let's do that now. And let's get back to talking. Lord Jesus, God, we we love you, Lord, with all of our hearts. And God, we ask you in the name of Jesus to place your hands on us as a nation. Lord, forgive us of our sins. They are so many, God, that we would go into churches and and spend our time worshiping you and then put filth into our minds, God. Forgive us, Lord, as we watch as we watch shows that we shouldn't or listen to music that we shouldn't. And I know those things, God, I know those things are just small things, God, but our minds need to be right with you and and we need to be in tune with you and what you're doing. Forgive us of being a a greedy nation, Lord. Forgive us for forgive us for all that we do, Lord, that breaks your heart. Forgive us for not stressing you and stressing all these other things that are out there instead of you. Uh, forgive us for not forgive us for not witnessing when we should witness. Forgive us for not uh, forgive us for being ashamed when we ought to be proud of who our Father is, for of who our Daddy is. We ought to be proud, Lord God. Forgive us and heal our land, God. Your Word says if your people who are called by your name will humble themselves and and, and pray and, and and seek your face and and turn from their wicked ways then then you'll hear from heaven and, and and forgive their sins and you'll heal their land God we need our land healed Lord Jesus we we 
We need our land healed, God. We we need you to touch us, Lord, and forgive us of our sins and, and heal it, God. And I just pray that you will heal our churches and build our churches and and, and bring revival and, and have millions upon millions upon millions saved, Lord. I believe you can bring revival. Lord, I believe you can bring revival bigger and stronger than it ever has come through America. I believe the word of God can be strong and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword because that's the word what the word of God says it is. That's what it proclaims to be. And I pray you'll cut through everything that hinders us from uh, from being the Christians we ought to be and uh, speaking and preaching the living word of God and seeing people saved and discipled. Oh my goodness. Lord, we just thank you, Jesus, for all that you do. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Forgive us, Lord. Amen. Look, look, here's the thing, guys. I want you to be joyful because we're about to get started on talking about how, um, you know, how to lift up, how to get Jesus lifted up in this world. Uh, just this past Sunday, I uh, preached a sermon from Numbers chapter 21. And we'll talk about that just for a little bit. But the devil uses fear and the enemy comes against us. Um, uh, just a just a note, uh, Alexander the Great and many of the uh, conquerors of old used to do something. Uh, it's psychological warfare. That's not that's not anything new. That's as old as time, as old as human beings are, this psychological warfare. But he would go through and he would place uh, uh, oversized helmets, like twice the size of a human head. After they had gone through and conquered a certain area, they would, they would lay these out everywhere and he would lay these extra large uh pieces of equipment and such that were out there so that when people came through they would believe that these these uh that their enemy and alexander the great were huge and monstrous and so their minds would get weak and scared in the midst of this let me tell you there is nothing the devil loves more than to spread out and make it look like he's something more than he is isaiah says one day we will look at him and go are you kidding me this is what i was afraid of I tell you, friends, I'm more afraid of my own flesh than I am the devil, because I know greater is he that is in me than than he that's in the world. But he that's in me is having to having to press down my flesh. And, and here I am trying to fight back against my own Lord sometimes inside of me. And and uh, and I realize that I realize that my flesh is 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 always battling against me. But I thank God he's inside of me and God is going to push that flesh right out of me if I'll just allow him to. Uh, as the gentleman he is, just allow him to push that out of me, and, and, and as painful as it may be, allow that flesh to be uh, gone. And and I praise God for I praise God for doing that for me and helping me through all of that. Uh, having said that, folks, I want to say this: you know, the devil's going to try to trick you, going to try to trick you, going to try to make you think he's more than he is, and he's not. He's a he's a punk, and we need to we need to treat him as such. We need to treat him as such, and we need to do everything that we can. To, uh, to to defeat the enemy. The enemy in America right now, uh, you know, human beings who are defying God, who are defying uh, 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 the rule of law and, and all of those other things that are, that are happening out there. It is absolutely amazing to me to see the political unrest that's out there. But here's what we're going to do as a, as a people. We are going to lift up Jesus. We're going to lift up Jesus. We're going to lift up Jesus. Here it was in Numbers chapter 21, where the Israelites, many years before, decades before, they had an opportunity to go into the promised land. But they thought they thought to themselves, they sent spies in, and other than Caleb and Joshua, those spies said, we can't do it. We can't make it. We can't make this happen or work. We're not big enough. We're not strong enough. We're not any of those things. And that may be what you're thinking right now 
as you are trying to get God to answer prayer and you're like, no, this 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 item is too big for me. And deep down, though, you wouldn't say it deep down. Maybe you even believe too big for God because you're like, God's not going to work in this. I'm just going to have to deal with this and just do my thing. No, friends, that is not the case. You can't. God is wanting to work right now. He is wanting to work. He wanted to send them into the promised land way before the numbers 21. But unfortunately, they decided. Uh, and unfortunately for many of them, because they didn't make it into the promised land, that generation didn't, they decided that it was too big of a task, except for Caleb and Joshua, who thought that they could go in and, and take it. But this is another time. Numbers 21, they're finally about to go into the promised land. And here is the thing we have to understand and be joyful about at the same time. And that is this. It's a battle to get into the promised land. You would think you would think that God would just hand it over to you. I'm telling you what, there is nothing worth having in this world that is easy to get. Okay. That is easy to get except for salvation itself. But listen to me about that. It wasn't easy for Jesus. Somebody, either you're going to have to pay a price or somebody else paid a price to get you what you have. There's just no doubt about it. There's no other way of looking at it. There is a price to be paid for all things. And God is about to have them go to war and actually lose soldiers in the midst of going into the promised land. Now, think about that for a minute. I want you to go to war. And we think, oh, Israel went into war and didn't lose any soldiers. That just doesn't even make any sense. Of course they did. Of course they lost uh, uh, fighters and warriors. Of course they did. But that was to get into the promised land. Well, Well, shouldn't they all get in? It is a battle. This is a fallen world. It's all a battle. Yes, God's promises are yes and amen. Of course they're yes and amen. But it means yes and amen. Let's get started. Let's get fighting. Let's get to war and let's make sure we can get this. Let's fight the enemy. Let's fight our flesh. Let's go in. Let's make this happen. And whether it's the coronavirus or whether it's riots or whether it's any of this other stuff, folks, this is all political. We're getting close to November. They're wanting to, they're wanting to cause chaos everywhere. And uh, it's, an, it's, an absolute, it's an absolute mess, but I know who's in control. I know who's in control. And it isn't Hollywood. I wish we just boycott Hollywood. Really, just just boycott it. Just don't even uh, you know do have anything to do with it. But I know too many Christians. They're just going to do what they want to do. And they're going to say, hey, "Listen, I like these movies. I'm going to go see them, even if they're filthy. They're going to go see them." And uh, and it, it doesn't it doesn't solve anything. We just just leave Hollywood alone. They think they can run in the show, but it isn't Hollywood. It isn't the devil that's running the show. It isn't any of those things. Those those entities are our enemies, yes, but they don't run the show. The show is run by Jesus Christ, and I'm thankful for that. Now, back to Numbers 21. They're they're about to go in. They're about to have to fight this um, this enemy to get into the promised land, and, they, and it's just one of you know many of the battles that they have to they have to have. And they ask God and say, you know, Moses, you know, ask God and say to him, you know, we we'll we will um, serve you and. And, and we will serve you with everything that we have. And, and if he'll just get us through this, if he'll just get us through this. And I don't know how many people have actually said some of the same words, including myself. If you'll just get me out of this, God, I promise you, I promise you that I will do this and I will do that. And I will make this happen and I'll make that happen. Folks, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Most of the time, you're not telling the truth. And most of the time in a case like that, I'm not either. Oh, listen, I'll study the Bible more. I'll get in the Bible more. I'll spend time with you. Listen, he knows when you're serious because we're broken down before him and we're giving him all we got. He knows when we're serious and, and I know when I'm serious. And, and, and look, um, here they are. I said, God, you get us through this. And so he says, you know what? Um, 
I will. I will deliver you. And he delivered them over the enemy. But then they had to start marching forward toward the promised land. And it was a hard march. It was hot. It was, you know, it was a painful march and everything. And look, the craziest thing is they get to complaining about not only the march, you know, the march and everything and how hard it was. But then they, they got to they got to complaining about the things that they were eating and uh, and having to eat. And the word of God says here, again, in front of me, it says, And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? But there's no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. Now, wait a second. They said there's no bread, then they loathe this light bread. Now, wait a second. There is bread. It's just not the bread they want. I'm having to eat Walmart brand bread instead of sunbeam bread, and we're sick of it, God, and you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Oh, they start complaining like that. I'm going to tell you something about the Lord. He doesn't play games, folks. This isn't this isn't a pretty thing now. I mean, you don't you don't start complaining to the Lord after all he has done for us, especially during this time. He's trying to take you into the promised land. Folks, he's trying to take the church right now. He's trying to take the church into a great revival. He's trying to take the church into a, a revival of such that people are being born again and saved and changed and transformed and rearranged. He's trying to he's trying to get them into that place right now and yet we sit back and think to ourselves, well, I just don't have this and I don't have that. I'm so sick of the carpet color. I'm so sick of the temperature in the church. I'm so sick of this and this and this and just complaining about every little thing. Oh, we don't have bread. Yeah, you have bread. It's just not the bread you want. He's providing your needs each and every day. He's giving you what you need. I'm telling you, folks, it's going to be good. This revival is going to be fantastic. But revival starts with repentance. Repentance. And us on our knees, us on our knees. Well, God gets God gets angry about their complaining. I mean, if you complain enough, you'll find even more stuff to complain about. I promise you that. There'll be even more to complain about. And it'll be, it'll absolutely break your heart. It'll absolutely break your heart, but it breaks God's heart. God was so angry that he sent serpents into the land to bite the people. And as they would bite them, many of them would die because they were just so they were so angry with God and shaking their fist at God. And he was disciplined. He was disciplining his people and the serpents are in there and they're biting them. And they come to Moses again. Here they come again. They come running again. If he'll just get us through these snakes, oh, we'll serve him. We'll love him. Just please tell him to stop. Tell him to stop this chunk. Well, Moses goes to the Lord and Lord says, I got a, I got a plan for you. And this sounds so doggone strange to me. He says, uh, he says, what I want you to do is I want you, Moses, to create a, a serpent, a brass serpent. And I want you to wrap it around pole. And after you've created it and you hold it up in front of everybody, if they will look upon that serpent, They'll be healed and saved from the snakes. And sure enough, he builds this thing. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is a graven image. But God's telling him to put this thing. Why a snake? Oh, my goodness, a snake. Isn't a snake? When we go back to the original stories about, you know, the devil, you know, used a snake to speak through to, to Eve and all. I'm like, my goodness gracious. Oh, this is going to be so good. Oh, my gosh, this is so good. You you know the truth. You know what the story is about. But but here it is. Here it is. So he says, uh, he says. Um, make the snake, put it up. So he, he does. He puts his snake up in the air. And sure enough, the people, when they look upon it, um, if they've been bitten, they're healed. And it, it prevents any any more uh, strikes from the snakes as such. It just heals the entire group that looks upon 
that snake. And you say, Ryan, well, what in the world is that all about? What in the world is that all about? Oh, my goodness. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm going to, the, the way we're going to end this today, I, I, oh, wow. Think about this for a minute. Jesus said in the book of John, he said in the book of John, it says this, and Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the son of man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It says it right there. He said, just like Moses, this is John. This is in John, John chapter three. Jesus says, Jesus says, if you lift me up, I'll be lifted up. I'll be lifted up. He, he says in the word, he says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. If I be lifted up on earth, John chapter 12 says that. He said, look, he said, if I be lifted up on earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Here is the answer. Here is the answer. Jesus is lifted up on the cross. And you say, well, why the serpent back with Moses when this is Jesus? How does this analogy work? Because the word of God says that Jesus became sin who knew no sin. The people, when they looked up to Jesus on that cross, were looking at their own sin. Thus the snake, looking at their own sin. Listen to that. Their own sin they're looking at. The snake represented the sin of mankind. And so then you had Jesus who is lifted on the cross, Jesus who is lifted on the cross and who signifies the fact that not only signifies, but took on the sin of the world and died for us. What is the answer to all of this that is happening in the world today? What is the answer? The answer is not Antifa. The answer is not socialism. The answer is not politics. The answer is not any of these things, although we have to have government. But the answer is we lift up Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Wow. 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 Listen to me. Listen to me. The answer is we lift up Jesus and he will draw all men into him. The people who are co- supposed to come to your church will come to your church. If you're a Bible believing church, they will be there if they're supposed to be there. You just preach Jesus, preach Jesus and love people, folks. Come on now, lifting him up, lifting his power up, lifting what he did on the cross up, uh, exclaiming the goodness of God, uh, excitement and joy over all that's happening around us and through us and for us uh, because of Jesus Christ. Oh, my friends, if we would just realize all that we are able to accomplish as a result of his love and his grace and his mercy and his kindness. Now, you say, Ryan, what about politics? Lift Jesus up. Lift Jesus up. What about schools and school systems? Lift Jesus up. Homeschool even? Lift Jesus up. Private school? Lift Jesus up. Public school? Lift Jesus up. What What about our homes? Lift Jesus up. What about the movies and, and theater? Lift Jesus up. What about what about newspapers? Even you know, there's still newspapers. Lift Jesus up. Magazines, lift Jesus up. Internet, lift Jesus up. On your on your way to Walmart, lift Jesus up. In Walmart, lift Jesus up. Folks, here's the answer to the, all of our troubles. Here's the answer to all of our troubles. Lift him up. Give him glory. Every chance you get, 
tell somebody about Jesus. And I promise you this, I promise you this, revival's coming. Lord Jesus, send us revival like we have never seen before. A great and mighty movement of the Holy Spirit, unlike anything that has happened in America before. Send us the strength of your spirit to change souls and rearrange people to to remodel from the inside out, God. Help us, Lord, to flip our own house from the inside out, Lord, and to change things, God, as a result of the Holy Spirit working through us. Help and heal our nation, Lord. Forgive us, God, of our sins. And Lord, use each one of us, God, to bring in the greatest revival ever seen in America. I believe it's coming, God. I believe it's coming. The greatest revival ever seen in America is coming the way of the cross. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray all of these things. Amen. See you guys next time. Thank you for joining us for Veins of Gold, a podcast of Mountain View Baptist Church. For information about our church and ministries, please visit our website, mvbaptist.org.